Hey everybody and welcome to another amazingly phenomenal edition of Finding Peaks. Uh, grateful to be here with some of my good friends and colleagues. We got Jason Friesma, Chief Clinical Officer, um, LPC LAC. That's it. That's it, LPC, yeah. uh, Licensed Professional Counselor. And we have Rachel Tapp, who is our Outpatient Director, correct? And my name is Chris Burns. I am the President and Founder currently, um, but I'm working on another title. Um, also known as motivational specialist. Motivational specialist. <laughs> so uh, grateful to be here today on this Thursday. I really love coming in here on a Thursday because I, I spend a tremendous amount of time on the client level on Thursday, and I'm reminded every Thursday and every Friday when we get to do CrossFit with the clients and kind of run a circle and check in group why we do what we do and why it's so impactful. And there couldn't be two more professionals sitting in front of us today that share in that impact. And so really grateful to have Rachel on for the first time. Um, Rachel started with us New Year's Eve 2016. Um, and she actually, before the show, described her first shift as being pretty intense. Um, with not a tremendous <laughs> amount of training, but Peaks Recovery in 2021 has a great training program, continued education, you name it, we're here for you. But maybe talk with us a little bit about, Rachel, um, kind of the early professional stages. I know you worked over at Parker Valley Hope mm -hmm. um, and then transitioned over to Peaks Recovery through a friend of ours named Robert yeah. uh, Jocelyn, and yeah. a great professional in the community. Mm -hmm. And maybe just talk to us about that transition and kind of the roles that you've assumed um, and stepped into and been promoted within, and uh, we'll start there. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I started my journey in this field at uh, Peaks Recovery, nope, at Parker Valley Hope. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that was a really good um, like stepping stone for me. I think I, that was where I, I think I, I found my passion at Parker Valley Hope, like for the field. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I knew Robert Jocelyn. Uh, he also worked at Parker Valley Hope. And then, um, yeah, I was there for almost two years. Um, and it was, I mean, I learned a lot. I completely, um, you know, I was immersed in the, in the work there. Um, and I really enjoyed it until I um, didn't. And, um, and I reached out to uh, Robert, who was working at Triple Peaks. And um, he, yeah, I mean, he said that there were some positions open. And I reached out to him. And, um, and Angelica was actually the one who interviewed me initially. Mm. Um, and I'll never forget, because she did ask me who my favorite superhero was. Huh. Um, and <laughs> That's I, cool. yeah, yeah. It totally threw me off guard. I was like, yeah. wait. What, like why why do you care um but yeah it was it was a really interesting question um wait but who is your superhero yeah okay so listen <laughs> <laughs> so i said um i said ant-man oh my gosh that's... yeah i'm not really like wasn't small that. at all yeah because i i'm not like a superhero really mm. person yeah ant-man's small but like powerful but i'm also not like small like i'm not short or... yeah that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I, um, I interviewed with her, and she offered me the position, and things uh, got better at Parker Valley, so I stayed. Mm. Um, so I declined the position. And um, yeah, and there was one day that um, I was praying, and I was questioning you know, if I was supposed to be working in this field, like what I was supposed to be doing. 
And Angelica called me the next day. And I told her, I was like, listen, this is crazy that you're calling me. Um, and she told me, she was like, Rachel, I called you because I had a gut feeling to call you. Um, and so like from there on, I told her, I was like, I don't care what shift it is. I don't care how much you guys pay me. Like I'm in. Um, and so I started as the weekend house manager and that's when we stayed on for however many hours. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started with that and I think, uh, during, you know, the house manager position, I, um, I learned that I learn best being thrown into things like that. Um, I so there, like you said, like there wasn't a lot of training, but I think that that's exactly what I needed. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but I, it actually just reminded me. I remember when we hired you, and this was you know 2016 coming into 2017. We're talking four years ago. Yeah. And I've grown in the field, and our company's grown a tremendous amount. But I used to think in that residential director position, I was like, you have to be in substance use recovery. Yep. You have to. And I remember when they hired you, and I may have even told somebody, I don't know um, that she's going to be really functional in this role. She's not in substance recovery. And to counter that point, Rachel was the longest standing person in that role, was probably the best individual professional we've ever had in that role. And very quickly, I was shown an opportunity for growth. So I just I wanted to share that oh with you. Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing for that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Now well, I've come a long way. I'm like, you actually don't, you probably shouldn't be in recovery. To be <laughs> <laughs> At least that kind of recovery. So. Yeah. Well, and I actually, I, I appreciate you sharing that with me because mm. that was something that was really hard for me for a long mm. time. Like I doubted myself um, quite frequently, actually, mm. um, because you weren't the only person who had that response. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I learned a lot in the house manager position, and I remember interviewing for the residential director position. Um, and I mean, you remember? Yeah, I do. I was yeah. there. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> I was there again. It was Jason and Corinne, and Jason <laughs> asked me what I did for self care, um, and this was a turning point for me as well. And Jason and I talk about it all the time. But yeah. um, my response for self care was that I sleep. That was what you said. Yeah. That's um, honest. Just like really embarrassing, yeah. Um, but I've uh, since grown a lot in the self-care department. It's been uh, improved. Yeah. Um, and the residential director position, I, I mean, I learned. I think I, I learned a lot about myself in that position. Um, so I learned boundaries. I, I didn't even know like what boundaries were. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was working. I don't even know how much I was working. And I remember, um, yeah, I remember going to Jason and I was like, listen, like, I'm not, like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and he was like, well, you said, are you running toward or are you running from? And mm -hmm. I was definitely running from. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when we implemented the counselor on call mm. because I was on call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rachel, yeah. became my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it yeah. did. Well, and I think like what that taught me was um, what actually happens when you ask for help and like when you like put a voice to what you actually need. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think mostly boundaries in mm -hmm. that position. Um, and then the residential operations director. So when I transitioned into that role, I think that was when I learned a lot more about um, like the professionalism mm -hmm. and like 
the more professional piece. So that was when uh, you know I was invited into the leadership meeting, and I mean I think that meeting I um, yeah I learned how to regulate my emotions in that meeting, uh, which was hard. But I I think I I don't think I learned the hard way. I think I've learned beforehand. Mm. Um, yeah, but a, a lot of professionalism and just like how to carry myself. I, I've always known that I have like a lot, like this this presence and this energy, but I don't know that I never, I ever really knew what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the residential operations director position, I think I kind of I learned. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm in, you know, the director of outpatient services position. And I think in this position so far, I've, I've learned, um, I mean, maybe like my power um, and um, like autonomy. I think I've, I've, I've felt a level of autonomy and a level of guidance, like the perfect amount mm. of autonomy and guidance. Mm. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just continue to learn yeah. about myself professionally and personally. That's phenomenal too, because we come from such a generation and recovery of experience, strength, and hope. Yep. Experience, strength, and hope. What's your experience, strength, and hope? And most people coming into treatment when you first started were like, what's your experience, strength, and hope? Yep. How do you share experience, strength, and hope? Because Rachel was somebody in those rooms that's guiding a circle process. And so she's in there checking in with people about their day, checking in with cravings, checking in with triggers, checking in with how we're doing, behaviors, how are we eating, how are we sleeping? and never having been in their shoe, how do you navigate that process so well? Uh, so, like I said, that, that was something that was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. I, um, so from my experience, what would actually happen is, you know, like the clients come in and their first question is like, what's your drug of choice? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I, I learned this the hard way. You know, I would say, well, you know, like I've never, like I don't have a drug of choice. I've never used drugs. Um, and I could see immediately like the, the wall go up and the, the, the client without saying it would say um, like, oh, you don't get it. You mm. don't understand me. Um, you're not someone I can relate to. And so, um, th and this is something I actually walked through with one of, with Lauren. Mm. Um, because, uh, you know, it was really hard and I experienced quite a bit of shame mm -hmm. about it. Um, but I think what I, what I can relate to is the feelings. Mm. Um, so like my response now is, you know, I've never been addicted to a substance, but mm. I know what it feels like to be depressed. And I know what it feels like to be so anxious. You don't know what to do with yourself. I know what it feels like to be um, like despair. Mm -hmm. Like I know shame. I know all those feelings. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, you know, that's how I can relate to our clients now, um, those that have, you know, substance use yeah. um, issues. And that, I mean, I, I think that that is almost more, like, powerful. Most definitely. And, and to your point, what you just shared, I was in Circle this morning, and a client of ours um, was talking to, to Bobby, actually, and said, hey, you said something to me when I was in detox. I want you to know it really helped the way that it shifted the way that I looked at this. He's like, I thought I was coming here to learn how to not drink, which to me meant unhappiness, a life sentence of unhappiness. And you came in and said, you're actually 
here more to learn how to be happy yeah. than to learn not to drink. And something so simple like that, because it's not, and, and maybe you were the front end of this new progression at Peaks, because it is so not about coping mechanisms, right? It's about pain and shame of which most humans can identify and relate to if they give themselves a chance. Mm -hmm. And so I really love that too, because it's, it pushes it in the direction that it needs to be. I think we really would do ourselves a service by quit talking about substances and drug yep. of choice and war stories because it doesn't matter. We talk about the stuff that really matters and that's pinging that intensity to get loaded, to get high, to escape, which is pain. Um, how has it been for you kind of being, because I know Jason's been you know, somewhat of a mentor and you know, it's Jason who will ask clients and as well as professionals and his friends really good caring questions like, are you running toward, or are you running away? <laughs> What has it been like as a professional who's been doing this for a tremendous amount of time? See a young professional like Rachel really grow and flourish um, as a result of a little bit of guidance and some passion? <clears throat> Chris, that's a great question. And I think um, it's been, I mean, it, it, it's why I'm here, to be honest with you. Um, I've done private practice work. I've worked, I can, I can do counseling kind of wherever, actually. Um, not trying to be rude, but like the reason I'm here is because of our team mm -hmm. and because of um, really the tone from, from the moment I started at Peaks has been to support clients, but also to support each other and to, and to be a group of people who are, um, well, they're, they're here to, um, be here for one another. And, and honestly, we spend a lot of time at work, mm -hmm. uh, especially lately. And, uh, <laughs> and frankly, um, to be able to care and have genuine conversations with people and, and to provide a little bit of mentorship or ask a question here or there, um, or just offer a word of support or, um, you know, have somebody walk into my office, close the door and be like, wow, this mm -hmm. is what's happening in my life. Um, it, it's been a great honor to be honest with you. And I think um, what you said too and what we probably didn't see four or five years ago when we were doing this is we were setting a stage to really not just help people struggling with substance addiction, but to help people that are just struggling mm -hmm. um, with life and with, with depression and with anxiety and with, um, well, with life basically. And, and we had created such an environment that to invite people in that maybe don't identify with any substance of choice, like they can come and receive help at Peaks too, whereas four or five years ago, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, and I really related to what you said too, Rachel, because um, I was actually the first person Peaks hired that wasn't going to AA, wasn't in recovery actually. And like, had me fooled. Uh, <laughs> that's true, I did yeah. have you fooled. Me and Bobby were like, I bet he's got 15 years. And Bobby's like, I think he's probably got 20. Ooh. Yeah, like, okay. of recovery. So I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> from you guys, that's a really yeah, good compliment. That you thought I was a heroin addict yeah, that's 15 great. years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some people might not think that's a compliment, but I it was. Know. But like, but in all seriousness, like, um, I know that was outside of your comfort zone to begin mm -hmm. to add on people who, who thought maybe a little bit differently or came at this a little bit differently. Um, and, but what it has done, and, and I think it's really been able to like free peaks to really elevate itself, to provide care specifically um, to just anyone who's struggling with anything. 
and we can find the empathy for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that, and you bring up a really good point too, and something that I, I know I don't think makes Peaks really unique is professionals like Jason and professionals like Rachel who are willing to sit down and really hold space for people. Mm. And it's been the first treatment program that I've been a part of, and most certainly I'm biased. Um, <laughs> but I watch our team, every therapist, CCAs even, holding space for people, and it comes from the top down. And the ability to sit with people after they hold space with people, which can be a really intense situation. So I just kind of want to end with, how do you hold space, and why do you do it? Uh, so I think it, it varies. Um, I, so for me, I think, you know, you talked about it earlier, like the attunement, um, you know, and just being attuned to the client and quite literally meeting them where they're mm -hmm. at, you know, like we talk about it all the time, like just meet them where they're at, meet mm -hmm. them where they're at. And I think, um, holding space is like a different level of meeting people where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and for me, like, uh, I ask, you know, like, what, like, what do you need right now? Do you need me to just listen? Do you need feedback? And just sitting there in the uncomfortability. Um, and why do I do it? Um, I do it because I want to be able to, um, honestly, I want to be able to do something different. Um, I think my... You know, growing up, I think that that was kind of something that um, wasn't always welcomed. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it, it, it is kind of, it's like personally, I just, I just want to do something different. Yeah, I love that. How about you? Um, I'm going to use uh, Pema Chodron's words who said that um, empathy is knowing our own darkness well enough to sit in the dark with another. And that's holding space, yeah. is just sitting in the dark with another. Yeah. You don't have to bring solution, you don't have to bring, you just bring yourself, mm -hmm. and you just meet another person where they are. I love that. Yeah. Both phenomenal descriptions. You know, in, in my experience in the field and in recovery, there had been a time where I was just unable to hold space. I wasn't at a spot in my recovery with my pain and my shame in order to sit and really, what I consider holding space today is leaning in, mm -hmm. and really leaning in. And, um, sometimes clients and people, they'll, they'll deliver information out that pushes a lot of people away. And I think you all do a phenomenal job when that information comes out of just getting closer mm -hmm. and leaning in. And it's been my experience over the last year and a half, most certainly in the pandemic, is like you can feel the trust build when you lean in and hold space. And it's just like the client wants to get closer, the professional wants to get closer, and it becomes much more connected. Mm -hmm. So. I thank you both for coming on today. It's been phenomenal just checking in about fun stuff that I love to talk about, which is passion, recovery, shame, pain, all yeah. of that stuff. Good stuff. So yeah. I really appreciate it. Great Thursday to be here. Um, that's all for Finding Peaks today. Uh, please find us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Be great. <laughs>